Uh-uh. Man's alive. Welcome, everybody. Pure Finesse. Weekly recap. First time in a long time. First one of November. First one of the cold oh, weather. Wow. Not so cold weather because this week has been absolutely fantastic weather-wise in Canada, parts of the United States. Speaking of the United States, Malcolm, the rain yep. is over. Celebratory uh, events will be happening because Mr. Joe Biden is president-elect in the United States right now. Mm -hmm. It will not be over tonight, that is for sure, because I'm sure your boy sitting right now in the White House is going to be challenging every way possible to get himself back into the seat. So this is far from over, I'm sure. But yes, Mm -hmm. the reign of terror is over in the United States. Election month election month but we're not here to talk about the election we're not a political podcast we're here to talk about some sports we'll get right into that yeah far from it we'll get right into it with the nfl and we did have our game picks last week we didn't get to post a video but we did post it on our ig it was a good thing we did from a welcome score yeah game picks for comb they're six and seven bringing my overall to 78 33 and one not a great week at all but jay coming in strong catching up here going eight and five so he cut the lead down to three games and his overall 75 36 and one at the halfway point yeah at the halfway point of the season so overall i think we both have very good records depend like compared to some of those you see on the uh sports shows before we uh monday football starts Exactly. Like we're kind of, we predicted better. You know what? I put that. No, before we start week nine, we'll post yeah. their records and our records and see who where is that where we stack up. Yeah, like Just which, which ones are more realistic? If you need some advice for betting, ask Jay, ask or me. Like we know who's going to win, we know who's not going to win. Except for last week, that was just yeah, nice. But we're going to get into the games this week. I'll start it off with the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers favorite yeah. at fourteen and a half. Over the doubtless Cowboys, who do you have? Danucci. Ben Danucci, baby. No. Pittsburgh will stay undefeated. No question about it. But Danucci, is this his last start? I, I don't think he's even starting. Oh, they're saying they're Yes, gonna... he is. Andy Dalton has yeah. caught COVID, so he is out, obviously. Yeah. So one more week of. No, it's, it's not. It's not Danucci. Uh, it's Gilbert is going to be playing. They're not. Garrett they're Gilbert. Ben- they're benching Danucci. Another reason why. Danucci. It's another reason why you should hate the Cowboys. Yeah, the four-string quarterback is coming in to play for them, so that's going to be exciting to watch. Um, so yeah, I think we both were confident with that one. Um, the next game we have the Broncos against the Falcons, and the Falcons are favored by four points. How do you how do you like this one? So last week Denver played the LA Chargers, right, and they were yeah. absolutely butt swacked in the first half, and I turned it off saying there's no way Denver will be able to come back and win this one, and to my shock and chagrin, they did. So L.A. keeps winning, baby. But Denver versus Atlanta. Atlanta got their first one of the season last week, last Thursday night against Carolina. I think they keep it rolling because Atlanta, I think, is just too good of a team to be one and seven, I believe it is now, one and seven. This is week nine, so... I would say Atlanta wins and gets on the two straight win train. I agree with you too. I think Atlanta, <clears throat> like you said, they're way too good of an offense to be losing these games. So they're maybe on that winning streak again. Um, the next one, we have the Big MVP game. candidate right now, Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks going up against the Buffalo Bills and the Seahawks favored by three points. Who do you think is going to pull out this one? I believe the Buffalo Bills will be winning wow. this game. Seattle's defense is soft, uh, cannot stop a nosebleed. 
Mm -hmm. uh, Russell Wilson has had his way with a lot of teams, like we've seen. Tyler Lockett, number one receiver in fantasy right now. How are you? Buffalo's D is pretty good, so you'll see Trey White against Tyler Lockett or DK, uh-uh, one or the other. But Buffalo's offense is going to be really good, and they're going to have their way with Seattle's defense, so I say the Bills are winning this one. I think that Seattle's offense, I think it's going to be a battle of the offenses, and I think Seattle's offense will do better than the Bills' offense, and I think Seattle mm. is going to pull out this win. So there's the first split we have, finally, some – we don't want to keep hearing these same picks from Jay and Colm. So there's one that differs. Uh, the next one, we have the Baltimore Ravens, who just came off a big loss to the Steelers against the Indianapolis Colts. The number, yeah, one, team, the number one defense in the league. And Indianapolis is favored by a point. Yeah, I'm game. shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah. I have Baltimore winning this one. I don't think this team is, I don't know. But Lamar showed signs of weakness last week. Yeah. But you can chalk that up to play calling. And you can chalk that up to Pittsburgh's defense being Pittsburgh's defense. But Indy put up 41 last week. So, I mean, it, it's possible. But I, I, Baltimore wins. I don't think this team is good, too good on paper to be losing two straight games. Exactly. I think Lamar, he, when he gets angry, like when he lost to Kansas, uh, the Kansas City, he came back strong the next week and he pulled up a win. I think he'll do the same thing this week and win against Ball, uh, Indianapolis as well. Um, the next one we have uh, – not a good matchup. I was going to say good matchup, but it's the Houston Texans against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Houston is favored by a touchdown or oh, yeah. a touchdown and a PAT, so seven points. Uh, who do you think wins this one? Texans, no question about it. No Gardner yeah. Minshew for Jacksonville, so you have another rookie quarterback coming into play. Deshaun Watson is going to have a monster game fantasy wise, I would yeah. think. I think Will Fuller was. Mm spewing and trade speculation that never happened. Brandon Cooks has had some huge games since the coaching yeah. change. So I say I go Houston. <clears throat> yeah, Houston all the way for this one too, I believe as well. Um, the next one, we have Christian McCaffrey returning against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, he is activated, but I was looking more into it. Doesn't mean he's going to be dressed if he's activated. Mike Davis is doing Mike Davis things. Exactly. And Mike just rolled Mike Davis and just, they don't want to get Christian injured again. But Kansas City's favored by 10 and a half. Do you think uh, Mike Davis gets it done against the Chiefs? Or do you think Absolutely not. Chiefs yeah. win. It will not be more than now. I know for 10 and a half is a bit of a stretch, I think, because Carolina, or, yeah. if you were so to too. tell me that Teddy Bridgewater would lead the league in completion percentage, it would yeah, be something that's crazy. else. Mm -hmm. So maybe Teddy Two Gloves can pull off an upset against Kansas City. But this offense is just unbelievably stacked. And the weak point right now in Carolina has been their defense. So at, yeah. offense will prevail. And I think Kansas City will win. Yeah, I agree. Kansas City, Patty Mahomes, <laughs> just too many threats on that offense. Carolina does not have the defense to stop them. Um, we got a good one. Uh, Detroit Lions against the Minnesota Vikings. Dalvin Cook coming off that monster game last week. They're favored by four and a half, the Vikings are. Do you think the Vikings continue to win? Yeah, I think they do too. Kenny Galladay is out for Detroit with a hip injury. Probably one of the best deep dart weapons in all of the NFL. I think if he plays, Detroit wins. But I do think Minnesota does win. Dalvin Cook coming off a 44-point fantasy week last week. 44 <laughs> So, yeah, I, the rich get richer when it comes to fantasy teams. Like, last week was Dalvin Cook 44, the week before Tyler Lockett 53. How are you? Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's so many huge games in fantasy this year. You're seeing guys break out for monster games. And it's, honestly, it's fun to watch for fantasy owners, for just casual football fans. It's fun to watch. Well, yeah, like, games. if you're a fantasy team and you don't put up more than 100 points, you're in trouble. Yeah, that's, 
that's saying something. Like in a 12-man league and you're not putting up 100 still, yeah, that's kind of saying something. But who knows? I think Dalvin Cook might – he's on pace. I was looking up on for like 27 touchdowns, 16,000, 1,600 rushing yards. He's going – and for 15 games, he could be breaking some records, and he might be in the MVP talks. There's a lot of good running backs uh, this year, so who knows? Um, mm. But we're going to go down to the next game. It's the Chicago Bears against the Tennessee Titans. Titans favorite at six and a half. I believe that the Titans are going to win this game. I think that Derrick, I know Chicago's defense is really good, but I think Derrick Henry is just going to bulldoze right through them. What about you? Well, yeah, Tennessee is coming off, I would say, the biggest upset of the season last week, losing to Cincinnati, giving up 30 points to Cincinnati. So they are going to be out. They're smelling blood because they need, I would, they need to play that, obviously. (laughs) So, yeah, Tennessee will win. I don't think they can get back-to-back losses against Cincinnati and then Chicago because that would just be a major gut. Like, yeah. this team is good, but if they lose to Chicago, there's going to be some serious question marks in Tennessee. Like, like Chicago's acting sus lately. Like, they're, they're what, like a what team, like six and they're five They're a game behind Green like Bay that? for the division lead right now. Exactly, and, and I, I just don't they're think that they're going to be position. able to maintain. I don't think they're going to be able to maintain that for the rest of the season though so no. i think they're gonna fall out of the playoff spot in these later games so who knows but yeah i agree with you tennessee is gonna come out strong for this one the next game we have an nfc least matchup in the new york giants and the washington football team um washington is favored by three points who do you think is gonna pull up this just amazing game well you would think game? the giants would win after taking tom brady to a two-point conversion almost to overtime but I yeah. do have the football team winning this game. Yep. I think it was just a one-off fluke. That defense in Washington is no joke, even though their record yeah. is a joke but and their division is a joke. But, yeah, Washington wins and only puts them two games behind the division leaders in the NFC East. No team is out of it. It's, it's just awful to see, man. Like, I don't want a losing team in the playoffs again. Like, when the Seahawks did that with their 7 and I was going to say, you're the last team to have a losing record in the playoffs, but I guess you do. Seattle. Yeah, give me the football trivia and I'll get it right, not the basketball trivia. Exactly. So <laughs> wait for that one. Exactly. Uh, we're going to go down to another game. It's the Chargers against the Raiders. And this is going to be a close one, I think. The Chargers are favored by just one point. And for this one, I do have the Raiders, despite all their injuries and everything, I do have them pulling out this win over Justin Herbert. And I think they're going to pull this one out. How about you? I do not. I have the Los Angeles Chargers yeah. winning. They have too so. many games where they just kill a teams and then they blow it. They have to get at least right once. And this Raiders second, mm-hmm. yes, Raiders. The Raiders secondary is weak. Minus Jonathan Abrams should be the rookie of the year defensively in the AFC. Wow. Justin Herbert's unbelievable. Keenan Allen, I heard though, is out with an illness. We haven't heard of it's COVID, but it's an COVID. illness. But Mike Williams, I would start Mike Williams if you're a fantasy owner because yeah. he is going to be getting a lot of touches if there is no Keenan Allen. So, yes, I think the Los Angeles Chargers pull off this win against the Vegas Raiders, who are contending for the last playoff speed right now in the AFC. That is true. So there's your second uh, different uh, opinion from Jay and Calm. So we have two games that we don't think are going to – just a bit different. Um, this next one I think we mo- will both agree on. It's the Miami Dolphins against the Arizona Cardinals. And the Cardinals are favored by four and a half. Who do you think is going to win this Yeah, one? Mr. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins yeah. got this one done. Yeah. Tua had, I would say, an underwhelming first start of his NFL career. But you can chalk it up to his defense playing absolutely unbelievable. 
Yeah. You had, if, by some miracle, if you had Miami's defense last week, I think you would have been very, very, very happy. Kickoff return, fumble return for a touchdown. So I think uh, I would think all of the world thought they overperformed against the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. So I would say the, Los, uh, the Arizona Cardinals pull off this win and are somewhat in the hunt for the division if Seattle that loses against Buffalo. Is, is Kyler Murray in the MVP? I would think talks, so. Are you, you think? nuts? I would think so too. Second season, he's has better stats rushing and rece- and passing than Lamar Jackson himself. I just think he's just balling out. He has D-Hop with him. He has good, two good running backs. Kenyon Drake injured, but Chase Edmonds coming up now. So two good running saw backs him, to help saw him. Saw him on your starting lineup for fantasy this week. Of course, of co- in both leagues, in both leagues, of course. But yeah, I think I just think he's going to be an MVP candidate at the end of the season. So look out for that. Heard it here first again. Um, we have a nice Drew Brees versus Tom Brady on New Sunday Orleans night. And Sunday night, everyone should be watching this game. New Orleans versus Tampa Bay. Tampa favored by four and a half. I have Tom Brady and the Bucs winning this one. What about you? Well, if you remember week one, it yeah. was the New Orleans Saints pulling off this win against Tampa Bay. And yeah. I stick with my New Orleans Saints to wow. win this game against Tampa Bay. Your boy can't Michael guard Thomas. Mike Thomas is back. Yeah. Finally, since that week one game, he will be suiting up. And... It is the debut of Antonio Brown in Tampa Bay this week as well. So the storylines are all over the place for Sunday night. This is probably going to be the best games of the year, whether if it's chosen the football field or not. So I am excited for this one. And I do think the Saints pull off what you call the upset. The upset. But there's the third game that we differ on. And then we're just going to go down to the last one. This should be the... Oh, it should be a good Monday night game. eh? The lock of the week. Is New England versus the Jets. <laughs> New England favored by eight and a half. Um, who do you think is yeah. going to win this? If I could just put so eloquently the boom, 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 lock pick. Yes, the <laughs> Patriots are winning this game. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we have to go much deeper into that. I think the Jets are on pace for an 0-16 season, not going to lie. Well, let me see. who. Let's see the rest of their schedule, just so that we're sticking with football. You might as well just stick with it. So if I pull up the New York football Jets schedule, their remaining games do include the LA Chargers, Miami Dolphins, Las Vegas Raiders, Seattle Seahawks, LA Rams, Mike Cleveland Browns, and to finish off the New England Patriots. That's going to be kind of tough, I think, for them. They will win two games. I will say they they will win two games. I heard two teams where I think they might be able to pull it off. Patriots they, again in week 17. Yeah. And the Dolphins. And the Dolphins, yeah. But who knows? The Dolphins have been playing better. So I was kind of mm-hmm. thinking more they might pull off that upset. So who knows? But I, I'm predicting an 0 16 season. But we'll get more into more uh, football news. We're going to go down the COVID slash injury report. And there's plenty to talk about here today. The first thing we have Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman is on the IR after a knee surgery. So the Patriots and Cam Newton without their arguably best receiver um he's gone so that's just sorry to see for Bill Belichick he can continue making excuses we'll get into that a bit later on as well um we have Ronnie Stanley did you see this uh injury Ronnie Stanley out for the season with a severe ankle injury after getting paid handsomely yeah after getting that huge extension yeah but who was the guy that hit his it was on the Steelers he like it was an awkward fall and they just landed on his ankle I can't remember who exactly it was but it was not a fun injury to watch 
hopefully he recovers speed like very fast because he's one of the most valuable assets on that offensive line. So hopefully he comes back fast. Uh, another offensive lineman, like we've talked about before. The highest paid offensive lineman in the league. In the league. Uh, Trent Brown on the Raiders. He was hospitalized after an IV mishap pregame to the game. So he also, we told, we, Jake told you and everyone that he got COVID uh, earlier on and now he's back. And then there is a mishap with his IV. So he's going to be hospitalized. We don't know how long he's going to be out for. Hopefully he comes back healthy too. I just hate seeing all these injuries and COVID. Just awful to see this year. Just ridiculous. Like, especially for this next team, the 49ers, with Tevin Coleman, yeah. George Kittle, and Jimmy Garoppolo all out again. For the so if you weren't watching Thursday Night Football, it did say that they have $70 million tied up right now with injured players' contracts. In the NFL? This, no, no, the, the 49ers. Yeah, that's oh my gosh, seventy million. Seventy, and your cap is about one hundred and ten. Just to, if you want to do the math, because mm-hmm. you have your best receiver, arguably, and your quarterback. Exactly, and <laughs> I think that Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo are both done for the season. Although they yeah. haven't said that they're done for the season, they are done for the season. They said like eight, six to eight weeks. Like mm-hmm. unless they're going up for the Super Bowl, I don't see them coming back. Um, another uh, Baltimore Raven who was placed on. He was injured, but Marlon Humphrey, he tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, so that's some Steelers have to watch out now because they just played them. And all the other uh, corners and safeties, they have to watch out. Probably going to – some may be placed on that COVID-19 list. We'll see in the coming days. Or well, it's actually tomorrow. So we might not see it at all. Um, but, yeah, hopefully he gets better. But they're going to be out with Marlon Humphrey this week. Uh, not players, but John Elway, NFL legend. Uh, so the GM of the Broncos and the Broncos CEO, they both tested positive for COVID-19. I feel like this thing's just getting all around the league. What about you? Uh, yeah. You can see today was Saturday was the highest total in the United States, 125,000 cases, new cases. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the border on the 49th parallel, we probably have, what, 240 cases. And that's since the pandemic started, 240,000 yeah. cases. So mm-hmm. they just doubled our cut in half our total cases in a day from six months ago. In two days, they basically just got what we got in the whole six months. Correct. Exactly. So just congratulations to you for the presidency of the U.S., but you're still not containing the virus. Hopefully a president does a better job at doing that uh, in January. Um, well, Andy- I just if we're going to keep calling with the, like, the non-political podcast, first mm-hmm. thing that Joe Biden is doing is appointing a coronavirus task force tomorrow, yeah, Monday. I think it's- Excuse me. I think it's pretty obvious. Like it just has to be done because they're just out of control there. Every other nation seems like they've been able to lock it down and the U.S. just doesn't know what to do. Um, but again, with we the COVID-19 list, Andy Dalton, pardon? We stick to sports. We stick to sports. Uh, Andy Dalton, like we said earlier, he's been placed on the COVID-19 list. So we won't be seeing Ben DiNucci, but we'll be seeing Gilbert playing against the Steelers. So just watch out if you're a Cowboys fan. Zach Smith, Christian Meliambro. Yeah, nice. Have fun watching that game. Um, Kendrick Bourne, he tests positive for uh, COVID-19 as well. As well so as Brandon Ayuk. Just, and Brandon Ayuk. So what are the 49ers doing, man? It's like a they're CFL just team, out bro. with everyone right now. I'm just sad to see. Yeah, I'm saying they really are. It's not, it's not fun to watch right now. Uh, Matthew Stafford of the Lions, he was actually p- placed on the COVID-19 list, and his wife came out, came out and was saying, what, like, why is he on it? He tested negative. Like, he, he got tested yeah. afterwards, and he's te- testing negative. Everyone's freaking out. I think he'll be fine. He'll he is come activated back. for Sunday's game. Yeah, exactly. So he's going to be 
playing. He was just placed on it for precautionary reasons. Don't worry, Jake Eagles. Don't worry, Jake Eagles. Don't worry, Jake. I saw the tweet. You're fine. <laughs> um, if you don't know, Jake just posted. He it was like uh, Matthew Stafford on the COVID nineteen list. He sub uh, quote tweeted and said just said pain, and he was just like, oh no, don't worry. You're still a Lions fan. There's much more worse. There's much more pain than just that Stafford playing. Exactly. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, they placed Chris Jones, their big uh, defensive tackle on the COVID-19 list as well. So he'll be on that list. And then we do have Des Bryant activated to the active roster for the Baltimore Ravens this week. How do you feel about Des returning to the NFL? Throw up the X, baby. Well, it's too bad that Lamar Jackson is his quarterback. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> like after Marquise Brown getting mad last week. Oh, yes. That was yeah. Awesome. Love to see it. Those uh, Brown Steelers fans, we'd exactly. love to see it. We love, love to, see, to it. see it. Not bad for running back. Not bad for running back. Last year, okay. This, what are you doing this year, Lamar? Yeah, nice. You can throw the ball. Oh, nice. That's the Madden curse, bro. But Des Bryant is going to be, if, if Lamar decides to throw, Des Bryant's a bigger receiver than Marquise Brown is, so he can go up and get them. And I think the Madden curse. Des has something to prove, though. Des has something to prove. So I think he'll be good, but just not, don't look Needs the touches. Don't Needs the touches. Don't, don't start him in fantasy. Um, uh, from my source, Ian Rappaport, there's a very real possibility that OBJ has played his last game with the Cleveland Browns. I just want your opinion on this. Do you think he's played his last game with the Cleveland Browns as a Browns fan? I wouldn't say he is playing his last game with the Browns, but if I, was, if I were to say that I would be sad to see him go, I wouldn't be because this mm -hmm. team is better without Ola Beckham Jr., personally speaking. So Baker Mayfield can be able to play freely and not worry about having to force the ball to Odell Beckham yep. Jr. Because that seems to be the problem right now. Everybody that every outlet you listen to says, oh, why isn't Odell getting his touches? Uh, he's not getting enough balls thrown at him. And that forces more pressure on the offense to get him the ball rather than just play the game freely. So without mm -hmm. Odell Beckham on this team, I think you're seeing more makers would be a better Baker Mayfield. Like you, I don't know if you saw it last week because it was playing in basically Hurricane Katrina weather. Yeah, but, that was awful. Yeah, no touchdowns, obviously, for the Browns, but it's able to play freely and let the Cleveland Browns offense work rather than the Odell Beckham offense. Yeah. Uh, do they have a bye this week, the Browns? They do. Yeah, okay, that's why I thought. I'm like, oh, are they playing this week? Oh, yeah, they don't play. So we'll get to see that next week. We'll see Baker next week and see how he performs with the OBJ. Um, but some trades that happened before the trade deadline this week. Uh, the Steelers, they acquired Avery Williamson from the Jets for a 2022 fifth and seventh rounder, so adding more uh, weapons to their defense. With no well, Spillane, he got that pick six last game right off the bat. What, what are you talking about? He's obviously he's not a starter, but he's one of those players that they're just going to keep in the rotation. But Avery Williamson, that's that's a guy who's going to be starting, I think. Um, the Tennessee Titans, they get Desmond King from the Chargers All for a pro six cornerback. Yeah, that's a huge for the Titans because they need some help on their defense, in my opinion. So that's a good trade for them, just giving up a sixth rounder for him as well. Uh, that's just unbelievable. I don't know why the Chargers would actually give him up. Um, the 49ers, obviously, they needed help on, like, on their defense, but they still decide to tr uh, trade away Quan Alexander to the Saints for mm. a fifth rounder, but they get Kiko Alonso as well. What do you think about it's this trade? This is one Quan Alexander is, I would say, labeled as an injury-riddled player. I believe last year he was out most of the season, and they made the Super Bowl without him. And Fred mm -hmm. Warner is an emerging star. Could be all pro this year at the linebacker position. So, I mean – dump some salary with Quan Alexander being off your team and you add Kigo Alonso who is no, who is no slouch. Yeah. 
exactly. I don't think he's that bad. So I think it's a pretty fair trade for both sides. We'll see how it plays out these last few weeks and who won that trade. We'll see who wins. Um, Bill Belichick, he came out and said, there's some criticism, but Bill Belichick says that the Pats sold out in previous years, winning those Super Bowls, and he's making excuses for the losses that they're uh, doing right now. Before I get your opinion on them, I just want to say, Mike Tomlin <laughs> would never do that. <laughs> Mike Tomlin would never do this. He took a third-string quarterback to 8-8 eight and eight last year. He's never had a losing season. Good coaches don't make excuses. Bill Belichick, you don't have Tom Brady, but you do have Cam Newton. You're just not using them right. But what do you think? Do you think it's acceptable for him? To if make, you look at this making... roster, man, I mean, they're not a good team. They, are, they aren't. They're not. They're not. No, like, they're not. Like, their defense is subpar at best rather than the best in the league last year. Yeah. Won most of the, that's how they won most of their games was quite that defense, not with the offense. And, like, their receiving core is just not good. Like, June Allen is, I would say, like, he was, he was, yeah. pumped, he was pumping Tom Brady's tires a lot when he was playing. Yeah. And, like, you have a young player, Nikhil Harry, but he's not established. Stephon Gilmore's been in and out of the lineup. Their yeah. linebacking core is abysmal. Like, they're front, like, there's no pass rush. Like, this, it's, it's not a good team. It, it just isn't. Yeah, it, it's true. And I'm sad that Cam Newton's on this team right now. But it's his comeback story. I think that's what it's going to be about. They're going to have a bad season. Maybe they bounce back next year. Maybe hopefully no COVID. And they have some healthy players. Healthy. Pardon? Is Cam Newton there next year? Pardon? You think Cam Newton? Do you is think gonna he's going to come back? I think he'll stay. I think he'll stay with the Patriots. Honestly, I think he likes Bill Belichick, and those two have a good relationship together. So I think that he's going to stay. But this season's just going to be like a write-off, in my opinion, at this point, because nothing. There's nothing else to prove right now. Um, do we get the the final little bit here in the NFL? Uh, we hear that the Bears released Ted Ginn Jr. He's been one of those receivers who's been all around the league, kinda, and one of those guys who's like a third string, second string type receiver. From but the Ohio State University. Yeah, not a bad receiver. Know. Do you think he's going to get picked up by anyone? Mm, no, I don't know. He's a good player. Yeah, yeah. Good special teams guy. Honestly, like anybody who's making the playoff push or trying to, honestly, the Raiders would be a nice fit. But yeah, honestly, that's not Because they did lose Cordell Patterson. Or Cordell yeah. Patterson with him, that's what am I saying. Him or Green Bay? I know that the Bears released him and – Green Bay, Honestly, yeah. You would never see a Bears player being traded to the Packers, but I would, I think it would yeah. work great. As you know, Aaron Rodgers, receiver would be nice. Yeah, could have got Will Fuller at the deadline, but they say nope. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think Green Bay is a good uh, option for Ted Ginn. <clears throat> well, I liked him as a player, but not, we won't talk about Ted Ginn for too long. Um, the 49ers, they're going to be investigated for their COVID-19 protocols just after the Raiders were fined and stripped the draft pick for their, their COVID-19 protocols as well. Do you think something similar is going to happen to the 49ers? Well, it didn't happen with the uh, Steelers, which we'll get into in a second. But yeah, this is the second time the Raiders have been, viol- or have been violated by COVID protocols. Obviously, 49 Oh, actually, no, Mike Shanahan was fine in week yeah. one or week two. So you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if it would be a draft pick taken away. Yeah, I, honestly, and I heard, I can't remember who in the Raiders, it was one of the CEO or someone high up was just very, very upset with the punishment. He didn't agree with the punishment, and he's gonna, they're going to appeal the punishment, he said. So maybe they will appeal it, but for right now, they've had a lot of people test, getting tested positive, so who knows. And like you said, the Steelers, they did get fined as well for COVID-19 protocols, and so did Mike Tomlin, and I was even, I realized this, I'm like, Mike, put your fucking uh, mask on during the game. I'm like... Mike, what what are you doing? But whatever he yeah, like got buddy buddy right? 
Mike, buddy, bro. buddy, exactly. Mike, you can hear me. Come on, got the headset on. Exactly. But yeah, he got violent. He didn't have his mask on either, so he's obviously going to get fined. Like Jay said earlier, Michael Thomas is back, and Breeze are back to play against the Saint, uh, against the Buccaneers this week uh, for the Saints. And like we said earlier, the Cowboys are to start their fourth string quarterback Gilbert at QB versus Steelers. So watch out for that Rest matchup. Peace, ben Benucci. Yeah, one game wonder. Uh, just one more thing to add to NFL. The Jets yeah. have just been uh, told by the Jets players, excuse me, told the Players Association that there have been hidden cameras in teams' locker rooms since 2008. No NFL way. NFL finds no wrongdoing. NFL has found no wrongdoing. So, Spygate, part two, coming your way for next week. I'm sure we'll hear more about it. Wow, that's some big news. <laughs> so, we go to baseball now, who I think this is one of the biggest shocking moves we've been seeing in a long time that the Boston Red Sox are bringing back their former manager, 2018 World Series champion, 2017, pardon me, Alex Cora. No, 2018, I was right. Alex Cora is coming back to wear the the Red Sox for two more years. Are you shocked since you're a Red Sox fan? Are you shocked they brought him back? Totally shocked. After the whole scandal and everything that he was linked with, like the Houston Astros doing their cheating, and he was linked to as well doing it in Boston. Uh, I'm totally shocked. I did not expect him to bring him back. but But aren't you happy? Kind of happy at the same yeah. time, yeah. <laughs> Can't lie. So, yeah, big free agency acquisition would be Boston now because Alex Cora is back. But free agency is just not too far away from us right now. Uh, Trevor Bauer, who could be the NL Cy Young Award winner, has hinted at a possible destination north of the border in Toronto, saying it wouldn't be a bad idea if the Jays were to sign him. I quite like this a lot. But yeah. Trevor Bauer is definitely one of the most uh, eccentric personalities in all of baseball if you would not agree with me yeah i'd agree i'd agree yeah but i think a lot more free agency there's gonna be a lot of free agents this year and next year i would think but the crap crunch with covid uh if you remember steve archer chris archer his name is out there free agency wise and race pitcher charlie morton is also on the free agency level oh. uh last week steve cohen completed his 2.4 billion dollar purchase of the new york mets uh, Steve Cohen is worth a cool $16 billion right now. So he is now instantly MLB's most valuable owner. So yeah. maybe he can bring t- uh, some financial stability to the New York Mets to make it a bit more of a free agency acquisition or a free agency pool to get some yeah. more players into this, to get more players to come to play. I'd love and to see that be good. Exactly. We didn't get to talk about, I think we did mention this once or twice, but Dustin Turner has been talked about a lot in the news over the last couple of weeks for obvious reasons. Uh, yeah. Baseball has come out and said there will be no more punishments handed out to Justin Turner for his actions coming onto the field after his positive COVID test. Are you shocked or puzzled? Both. Uh, it's a bit sus if you ask me because you just put everyone at risk. Like, it's like oh, but like here, here's the thing. I understand you're in the World Series. And you're in the middle of the game, and they're telling you, hey, you got to leave. Okay, first of all, it was the middle of the game. I'm, I'm saying. So where in this point do you get a test before you play that comes I'm back say- with results? I'm saying, like, why like, why did it take before, like, during the game to know if he was positive or not? Just awful management by whoever's doing that, or, like, the MLB in general for doing that. Um, but it, I get his rational kind of because like i'm in the middle of the game in the finals and we're about to win 
and mm-hmm. I want to be out here celebrating with my team. I, like, I, I can't be, I need to be with my team. And the fact that they couldn't get him to leave just selfish. means they have no, he's selfish and he has, they have no control over the players really. Cause he just got to stay on. It's very selfish. Cause he's putting every, not, I get like all of you guys are athletes on the field. They're all athletes. They might be fine, but you're putting family members at risk. Yeah, you're putting family members, kids. You're putting the the personnel who are older older members and their like, parents. Yeah, but you're putting like the guys who are like GM, CEOs, and whatnot. They're gonna be older guys, right? Or guys or women, and they're more susceptible because they're older. And he's just putting all of them at uh, risk as well. So, I well, when you say members at risk, five members now have tested positive at the Dodgers organization. So it's the trickle down effect is happening and it's real. And a family member too. Mm-hmm. It's real and it's happening. Yeah. So yeah, now a bunch of baseball news. We'll get into a bit of hockey news right now. Um, so start off the bat, some more COVID related uh, news. The OHL says there's going to be no body checking this season. Absolutely um, pathetic. It's, it is because what, what are you going to really do? Like you're playing hockey. We saw it. It was fine in the NHL. No one got <clears> tested. <throat> Doug Ford came out today. He wants there to be body checking in the Absolutely. OHL. Doug Ford's the man, bro. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. He's, he is Ferda. <laughs> He's, he is Ferda. That's 100% sure. Yeah. It might be the but, name of the, uh, the podcast title for this week. <laughs> Doug, Doug Ford is Ferda. You're here first. Doug, Doug Ford is Ferda. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, do you think like, like I you already kind of like gone to it, but do you like this ruling? By so the if I was playing in the O, I would not be playing if there's mm-hmm. no body checking. Because I think it's going to hurt a lot of people's draft stocks. Because you're not playing the game the way it should be played. And yeah, it's just, so what I'm, what I think is, I just saw Brendan Shanahan today too. He said like, oh, in today's game, I don't think there's much place for fighting or big hits or anything. I agree with that. But body checking, even just bumping its boards, that's just part Instant. of the game. You, you, and it's and it's like split it. second, and it's split second. It's not like they're spinning on each other. I, I, I'm totally like you. You like, know me. Like, I'm like, genre here. But like I'm the most guy. I'm like the guy who's most worried about COVID nineteen, right? Like I'm like very all over the place. Like I want. I'm very like well, like I'm not going anywhere. But the fact that they're doing this, it kind of bothers me because you saw the NHL could do it. If OHL has a bubble to do it, then they should just be body checking. I don't agree uh, with this. So if there's no body checking, I think there should be no season. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna yeah, tinkle tinker with the the foundations of hockey, it should not be played. Like I I'm sure everyone wants to see some yeah. OHL hockey, but if it's not gonna be quality hockey like you're normally used to seeing it, don't play. Yeah. And we'll see some players probably dispute it as well. So we'll see what happens. Well, I'm sure there'll be a lot coming. of opt outs. Exactly. The World um, Junior is gonna be more important than ever this year. Yeah, a hundred percent to showcase your talent and get on to that onto those teams for your country. Um, the NHL, they said they're not going to go any lower than 48 games next season, which is obviously good. That's above half of the, of the season that they're going to be able to play. Um, so that's some good news because we want to see as many games as possible. Like, uh, and they have to get this right onto the, the right track again, right? Like we want to start at the original date that we started in October uh, for next season. So mm-hmm. just find a way to make that happen again and everything will go smoothly from there. Um, some big... Not, Big signings, but some signings for some teams in the NHL. The Red Wings signed Anthony Mantha to a four-year deal worth $5.7 million a year. Pretty good player, bro. That, that's, a good, that's a good signing for them because Mantha's a big body and he's a good player for them. So it's good that they locked him up. Um, Tyler Sagan and Ben Bishop are both out for five months each after their surgeries that just, they, just ha- they just had. So what's this mean for the Dallas Stars? Are they going to see a big decrease in anything? I don't know, bro. Tyler Sagan was pretty... And so was Ben Bishop. 
Well, Ben Bishop was hurt, so come on. Exactly. But, but saying, so was Sagan. So was Sagan. But they yeah. did make the Cup final without a 100% Sagan and not even Kudobin. Ben Bishop. So Goodwin going to stand on his feet, and they have some good young talent. So I mean, I don't know if they're going to be going away per se. Yeah, exactly. But they'll be challenging for playoff spot, and they're going to get these guys back. Yeah, these guys are going to come back. Uh, maybe, hopefully, for playoff time, but we'll see. Um, the Islanders, they signed Ryan Pulock to a two-year $10 million, $10 million contract. So, walking up another good defenseman for the Islanders. Islanders, if I was like a free agent right now, or like, not right now, but let's say I was a free agent in the NHL, the Islanders are one of the teams I'd be looking to go for right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just have a lot of good young talent. Their goalies aren't like amazing, but they're good. And their defense is pretty good. Like, they're, they're not a bad team. And I would want... If, if I were the Islanders, I'd be looking for a big star just to bring to the team right now who wants the shot at the cup because I think the Islanders are a team like that. Do you agree? Yeah, I think they were performed last year. Uh, but Simeon Varlamov, I would say, I think I saw a poll the other day with like the most underrated goalie in the league. And yeah. it was Simeon Varlamov and uh, Darcy Kemper from Arizona Kemper, yeah. who were mm-hmm. the top two. Matt Barzell is an emerging star. Yeah. Anders Lee, another underrated player. This is a whole bunch of underrated players on this team. Pajot. <laughs> Pajot, exactly. Like, he's kind of nasty, but... Yeah, so, who knows? The Islanders might be pushing for a cup soon. Who knows? Um, and to end it off with the NHL, we got some news from Alexander Ovechkin. He says that he wants to end his career with Dynamo Moscow in the KHL. And like a lot of Russian players do, they want to end it in the KHL, right? But so, he did say he's got at least five more years left with Washington. Ah, that's good then. So I don't want to see him leave anytime. Bit of a silver lining. He's got to break some records or something. Mm. Yeah, he's got to break the goal record. Yeah. Well, we moved to the association who's been making a lot of headways this week because we have an actual start date now with the association being December 22nd. So we're going to have basketball for the holidays. That's good. Uh, 70, it will be a 72-game season. Okay. Nice. And we've yet to hear on the actual place where the Raptors are going to be playing basketball. Yeah. Obviously, we now know it will not be Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Kansas City is what I've heard is an emerging spot, thanks to your boy, Mr. Half-a-billion-dollar man, Patrick Mahomes, pushing yeah. for the Raptors to be playing Lots there. Do you see uh, any scenario where the Raptors play in Toronto? I, I do. I honestly think that they might be able to play in Toronto. But then again, it's going to be – it just – it's all up to what happens in the U.S. and how they control COVID in the next month. So there's a possibility, but I say it's slim, and I do see them going to the U.S. to play. in another yeah, Speaking of possibilities, season. there's also a possibility for them to come back playing in the Prudential Center in Jersey, where Jay Kidd made his money with the New Jersey Nets. So I'm sure if they allow fans, I don't know if they will or not, but if they do, I'm sure a lot of people will love to see some basketball in Jersey. Yeah, that's 100% true. The Philadelphia 76ers have have locked up their general manager, Elton Brand, to a multi-year extension. This is after finding a new president of basketball operations in Daryl Morey, who was formerly from the Houston Rockets, and have now looked at the uh, possible scenario where they might be signing James Harden. Or pursue James Harden. Yeah, I do not – I do not think James Harden is going anywhere. I was – Reading more about the Houston GM, like why he's there, and he says he's there because of James Harden and Russell Westbrook. He does mm-hmm. not want to move them. He does want, he wants to keep them, and I think he's not afraid of signing a big man because they have PJ Tucker, who's only six five at their center, 
and they need a bigger body, in my opinion. If they get a bigger body, their team could be pretty nasty. Yeah, the Clint so, Compella trade is looking worse and worse as the days yeah. go longer. Yep. So Ben Simmons for James Harden, one for one. Mm, yeah, nice. I don't think so. I don't think so. Really? Think so. so if you're Houston, you don't take that trade? I do not, no. Okay, okay. But we go, we stick with NBA, like we said, December 22nd is the start date. And if you check your watches, today is November the 7th, going to November the 8th. So if you're looking at the Lakers, you're looking at the Heat, you have about a month and a half to recover and come back and play. Yeah, and yeah. LeBron's not happy with that, is he? Mm-hmm. Exactly. The Atlanta Hawks are looking to hire former Pacers head coach Nate McMillan as an assistant coach. Assistant coach is looking pretty stark this year, if you ask me. Yeah. Like a Brooklyn, Brooklyn staff, Mike D'Antoni, Mari Stoudemire. Oh, yeah. yeah and lastly, Milwaukee is looking to acquire Pacers all-star Victor Oladipo. Awesome. They need some secondary scoring. Chris Milton yeah. couldn't get it done for Miami. Or Miami? Milwaukee against Miami. That's why I'm saying it's not yeah. thinking. Yeah. But possibly a big three would be to think of Oladipo, Giannis, and Chris Middleton. That would, and that's what they the, need. That's what they need right now. The they first need a big I've three. heard that is looking to leave would be Eric Bledsoe. Really? I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Eric yeah. Bledsoe. Because he doesn't really do much for you on the offensive side of the ball. And mm-hmm. most of his work is done on the defensive side. So, yeah. they, need, they need offense, bro. Because Giannis, they, I know yeah, he gets have... a lot of his points. But it's all in the paint. They need, like, LeBron, that 2016 Cavs team, who I love to, I love to point out because, you know, 2016 beat 7-3-9. <laughs> not a big deal. But Whatever. <laughs> they, had a, they had a lot of shooters. Like, if you LeBron drove the lane and you passed out, oh, Kyle Korver. Oh, Kevin Love. Oh, Channing Fry. Kyrie. Exactly. Like, Those are all shooters. J.R. Smith, Iman Shumpert, all yeah. shooters. Just let LeBron driver pass at, out. And if you look at, like, Kyle Korver is obviously not the Kyle Korver that was yeah. four years ago. Yeah. But Giannis, cook it, kick it out. Chris Middleton can shoot three. I'll give you that. But other than that, it's Brooke Lopez. Yeah, exactly. So they need guys that can shoot the ball. I agree. And then just to finish it off, just a nice little milestone from Travis Etienne this uh, past weekend, or today, should I say. Uh, he becomes the ACC's all-time rusher, uh, largely due to the fact that Trevor Lawrence didn't play because he had COVID-19, so he did get a lot of touches. But congratulations to him because he probably would have been anyways in the next week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to finish off that because I'm a big Clemson fan. So. Yeah, my God. But... I'm sure I won't be up live when this is happening, but Clemson is taking on Notre Dame Saturday night. And yep. just for a quick update, but I'm sure everyone was going to be watching this when this is over. But Notre Dame is up 7 nothing over the Tigers of Clemson on the f- 65-yard rush to start off the game. Wow. How are you? But, oh, do you know the Clemson quarterback? Can you please? No. Can, oh my! His name Why? is Big Cinco, but his last name is what you call a little tough to pronounce. So we'll get it for you next week because Malcolm <laughs> is just so great at pronouncing last names. Thierry Henry. Oh, nice. So we'll get that name from Malcolm to get going for next week. But Trevor Wakayama is coming back after being disrespected by the polls this week. Yeah, I know. I saw that was hilarious. I voted for myself. I knew who won. <laughs> mm, disrespected by the polls this week. Yeah. He's he even mentioned that to me. To maybe put some more respect on his name with 
post 2000s NBA trivia. Hopefully we'll have a football trivia coming up soon because that's what we've been lacking so far. So Trevor actually volunteered to be a moderator if you want. So me against oh, you. Oh boy. Yeah. So we football can go me trivia? against your football trivia. I'd be down. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're both have losing records right now. We got to mm-hmm. go get each other. Yeah. First, <laughs> gotta get win, a win here. first win. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Big news. So let's go. We'll be back this week to bring Trevor versus Malcolm part two post 2000s NBA trivia. In the meantime, keep watching, subscribe, like, comment, share everything. Cause you know what? We're on that road to a hundred baby. Still We've been saying it for a while, but we are still on it. It's straight. It's narrow. It's clean. It's nice. There's no bumps, cracks, <laughs> ruts, vision. nothing. Tunnel it's a vision. straight shot. Exactly. But yes, Malcolm Trevor part two coming live next week. Until then, it's Jake. And Cole.